what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, sit me tracing out of sight. Welcome to Fantasy Fuel. I'm Tom Tuttle alongside JJ, John Eddy Jr. Uh, this is our first broadcast, our first podcast, our first everything. It's a lot of firsts, but I think it's only proper to start our show by telling everyone who we are and what this show is all about. For a long time, me and JJ have done fantasy football together, and it's been a lot of fun. That's basically why I'm here. I'm here to share some knowledge, at least the knowledge that I have, to the fantasy listener. Uh, right, JJ? Is that what you're about to? Oh, I am totally about that. I have been doing fantasy football since pen and paper, before the internet. It, it I feel like a, a long-time veteran. Uh, we're trying to share some knowledge, maybe have a little fun, and uh, well, that's what we're going to do for you today. Um after that, I guess we're going to go right into some news. Um, the draft is over. It was an exciting first round, in my opinion. I stayed up to watch the whole thing, and as an Eagles fan, I was hoping to see uh, the last pick, and we traded out and back into the second round. So, it was fun, <laughs> but a little disappointing on my end. Um, with that being said, um, why don't you, Tom, let us know who you think a winner and a loser of this draft is? Well, I got three winners of the draft, actually. And three winners of the draft are the Browns, the Jets, and the Cardinals. Let me explain just a little bit. The reason they are the winners is because they have what I believe to be franchise quarterbacks, at least hopeful franchise quarterbacks. The value of a quarterback of a good quarterback is astronomically higher than having like a good defensive end or a good wide receiver or a good linebacker, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, a couple of days ago, I heard a stat that the 49ers were something like one and nine without Garoppolo and then like five and one with him. I mean, I'm not sure if that's 100%. Oh, he was correct. undefeated. Garoppolo was undefeated well, okay. last year. Well, then that makes my point even better. That is what happens when you have a good quarterback. If you have a good receiver, a good running back, you don't win all your games. So that's why I think the winners of the draft are the Browns, the Jets, and the Cardinals. That is a excellent point. I cannot argue with you. Uh, my winner, a little out of the ordinary, but I do believe the Packers were one of the biggest winners of this draft. Huh. It uh, it seems a little odd because there weren't any huge names, but their first couple of picks were DBs, and that was one of their biggest areas of need. And, they did need help there. That's correct. Oh, definitely. And it may seem odd. They took a punter and a long snapper <laughs> in this draft, but... Those were two things that probably cost them some points during the season, and if they can actually yeah. shore up their special teams, who knows? Maybe they win a couple extra games. There are a lot of things that people need, and you don't realize it. Oh, I mean, you know, it didn't help that Aaron Rodgers wasn't on the field, but, you well, know. yeah. How about uh, a loser from you? Well, the biggest draft loser in this one, this I don't know how you feel about it, but the Kansas City Chiefs, I, man, they... 
they didn't have that many picks to begin with. I think they had six, but most of them were low, way late in the draft. And they were all defensive. Every single one of their picks were defensive. The The highest pick they had was the 46th pick overall. That Having all defensive players does nothing for your young quarterback who's barely even started any games. Mahomes needs some kind of help, and they're not giving him any help except for defensively. It does help him a little, but it doesn't help him when he's on the field. Well, I definitely agree. It's not exciting that they didn't take much on offense, but they did address offense a little in the offseason by taking Sammy Watkins, and I know neither you or I are high on Sammy Watkins, (laughs) but they still have Travis Kelsey. They still have Tyreek Hill. They still have their stable of running backs. So it's not like Mahomes is in trouble on offense. So... Well, I agree with you. It would have been nice to maybe take something on offense, an alignment or a blocking tight end, something to give him some help. I don't think they're in too much trouble, especially in the NFC West. There's not a ton of exciting teams in that division this year. I would have just, I would, for me, Kansas City Chiefs, they have to show, this is, this is my opinion, but they have to show Mahomes that they – not only believe in him, that they will be behind his back. And I feel like they kind of didn't do that because, I mean, you, you can go out and get Sammy Watkins all you want, but like we like you said earlier, we both don't really like him all that much. But to, you got to get something young say, hey, we believe in you and we believe you're the future, so we're going to help you out. Well, I mean, I get it. Defense is good, but I was hoping for the Kansas City Chiefs to address a little bit more on the offensive side. If that was his an offensive lineman, anything. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, no, I I can't really argue with you too much. Um, and with that being said, my loser in this draft, and it probably aligns with a lot of the experts out there, are the Seattle Seahawks. I mm-hmm. was shocked when they took Rashad Penny as high as they did. I know they don't have a workhorse running back, and he possibly could be that. But when your offensive line is in shambles and you don't take an offensive lineman until the fifth round, I'm not too happy with what your draft ended up to be, especially when you're taking a backup quarterback in the seventh round from Florida (laughs) International. I just don't understand what the reasoning is behind that. That's a a good question. uh, let's, Let's say something about Penny. They needed a running back. Ever since Lynch was gone, they've been struggling so bad. But they really needed to beef up that offensive line, like you said, and they didn't do that. Nope. I mean, Rashad Penny had 2,000 yards rushing at San Diego State last year. So, obviously, he can get it done. But when Russell Wilson's already running for his life, do you really think that Rashad Penny can get past the uh, initial down marker? I. it really might not matter who's back there. <laughs> if they don't have an offensive line, you could have Barry Sanders back there. He might not even make a difference. So it's it's hard. It is. It is. Um, well, in other news, um, a couple of wide receivers of interest, uh, Martavis Bryant traded to Oakland for a third rounder. I'm not 100% sure about this. I know Martavis has some talent, but to give a third round pick, to Oakland 
or I'm yeah. sorry, to Pittsburgh to right. have it possibly be a one-year rental seems a bit much. Yeah, uh, it's tough because I do think Bryant has what it takes. And the Raiders having another wide receiver that could do something for that team, the Raiders are one of them teams that is really difficult to know where they are or where they're going because – they get a receiver here, they get a receiver here, and then they you think, all right, they're going to be good. We thought they are going to be good last year, and they ended up kind of stinking. Definitely. Uh, we thought Amari Cooper was going to have a breakout year last year. Right. I ended up taking Crabtree in drafts just because he was a better value. He would go two to three rounds later than Amari Cooper, and he still didn't quite put up the numbers we had hoped. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the one thing the Bryant thing does for them is it gives them a little bit more depth. I'm not sure that he's worth a third rounder. Well, I mean, who <laughs> we're going to have to we're going to find out sooner or later. It's season's not too far away. No, no. Hopefully we'll we'll see what Derek Carr really has to offer this year. I mean, he was one of the worst, if not the worst quarterback under pressure last year, and Jordy Nelson, their other new wide receiver thrives on a quarterback being under pressure and rolling out and making a play happen. I do not see Derek Carr providing Jordy Nelson with enough of those types of plays to make Jordy very fantasy relevant this year. Well, Derek Carr is going to have to step up his game this year. He's got some weapons now. He needs to step up his game. You are right about that. And in other wide receivers named Bryant news, Des Bryant, still homeless. I know it was probably going to happen after the draft anyway, but there really hasn't been many rumors other than Brandon Marshall tweeting out to him saying there was no room on the Giants. Well, there's room on the Giants now, but we still haven't seen any offers. The only offer we did see or read about was that the Ravens offered him a multi-year deal, but apparently Dez wants to have a one-year prove-it deal. What do you think about that? Dez Bryant, and see, I think he's got loads of talent. I think he's a great receiver, and I think he can be a fit on any team. The problem is, is he has something wrong in his head. Like <laughs> he's he's just he just needs to go somewhere improve it he needs to prove it now who cares about years later just just do it just get out there sign your contract and go go with a team that needs you right now because the ravens need you every team really could use you in some way and you still are being a stubborn person that can't (laughs) just can't do it right i don't know he needs he needs to get out of his own way and just just be a receiver Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, It definitely shows that something is probably wrong in your head. (laughs) If you're unwilling to go to the Packers and have Aaron Rodgers throw you the ball just because it would be weird because of the rivalry. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Go out there and get yourself a ring maybe. Come on. I mean, Tony Romo and Dak Prescott, they're all right. But there right. are no Aaron Rodgers, right. and Aaron Rodgers could jumpstart. I mean, he could fill right in to that old Jordy Nelson role. Oh, and no question. You could see him be a top 10, top 5 wide receiver with a guy like Rodgers throwing no, again. No question about that. All right. With that being said, we're going to go right in to the draft and talk about some of the quarterbacks. 2018. 
rookie quarterbacks. Our first quarterback I would like to talk about is Josh Allen. He's the most polarizing of the quarterbacks. He had the most uh, exciting and entertaining offseason with his strong arm and his strong tweets from when he was 15. So, Josh Allen to the Buffalo Bills. Do you think they got their franchise quarterback? I think that's a maybe. Like, it's... It's tough because he's one of them quarterbacks who has a very high ceiling but a very low floor. And it's possible that he could be a really great quarterback, could be one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, depending on how it works out. But he also set aside the the tweets and all that stuff he did when he was 15. I don't care about 15-year-olds tweeting. If he can keep his head on straight and just – just keep going and just do what he can and just progress and learn. He can be a great quarterback. I don't know if he will be a great quarterback. He could also be a really bad quarterback. I can't disagree with you too much. I do think Buffalo could either be the best spot for him or it could be one of the worst spots for him. Buffalo, oh man. Yes, Buffalo last year with the way they wanted to run Tyrod out of town and replace him with Nathan seven interception Peterman. Oh, just horrible. That was, that was and so then bad. and then give AJ McCarron, obviously it was a cheap deal, but right. AJ McCarron I don't have a lot of faith in. And who is Josh Allen going to learn from? In is that coaching staff It's gonna have that to ran be. Tyrod out of town. Are they gonna teach him? I I that's a that's a good question. I mean, it can't be McCarron. McCarron doesn't have any experience. It, it has to be somebody on that on that team. And there's no veteran quarterbacks that can teach him anything. And there's got to be a coach. It's hard to trust any of the Buffalo coaches at this point. I mean, they made the playoffs last year, so I think their <laughs> fan base must have some trust in them. But I, I mean. As an Eagles fan, I always love when LaShawn McCoy does good. I have no bitter feelings towards him, but I'm having a tough time thinking he's going to be able to keep his numbers up because they don't have a quarterback that's going to take the pressure off of him, and they're going to stack the box. And I mean, we're going to have to hope that McCoy goes back to being that PPR god just to keep up with his fantasy numbers. So, well, we will see. Yeah. The next quarterback I would like to talk about is the number one drafted quarterback, number one overall in the entire 2018 draft, Baker Mayfield. I have not been a huge fan of Mayfield, but I can see where everybody's coming from. I I mean, he had amazing numbers last year in college, and he does have the talent. Now, will he stay out of the spotlight and learn or are the Cleveland Browns going to run Tyrod out of town just to get Mayfield on the field? That's a good question because they say Tyrod's going to be the star. That's what they said. I don't know what they've said recently, but they've said in the past, Tyrod's going to be the starter for the rest, for the whole season. That's that's what I heard that they said. That's I, what should be done. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, listen, Mayfield on paper, had the best stats, had everything looks like he was good. I was on board because being a Jets fan, I was on board for the Jets to take him. I'm I'm happy with Darnold. <laughs> Don't get me wrong with that. 
I was fine with Mayfield. I what I like about Mayfield, he seems like he's super competitive. He really wants to win. He really has fun out there playing. I like that in a quarterback. There's no doubt about it. But you have to have the the talent, which I think he has. But we're just going to have to see. I think they need to sit him and let Tyrod do the whole season, like you said. Yeah, uh, the only problem I see there is Tyrod and Baker Mayfield are not the same type of quarterback. So even if Baker replaces Tyrod midway through the season or Tyrod gets hurt, it's going to be a totally different offense that they're going to be running. Uh, I think with the weapons the Browns have, which is weird to say in the first place, but Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, David Njoku, Jarvis Landry, Carlos Hyde, uh, they have a ton of talent. I, I hope they can turn it into a few wins Otherwise, it's going to be a new coach next year. If Hugh Jackson can't get a few, I would say if Hugh Jackson can't get six wins out of this team, he probably shouldn't be the coach there anymore. I think they got to get six wins. I, it almost seems impossible. And I'll tell you the way they get six wins. They don't start Baker Mayfield. They let him sit. Because <laughs> Tyrod can get you six wins. There's no question with the team they have right now, with Tyrod Taylor, and you run that type of offense – that he can run, you can get six wins. I have no doubts about that. But if you put Baker Mayfield in there, he's he might he might just kind of crash and not know exactly what to do in situations. So it's like you really have to be smart and keep your job as a coach and keep Tyrod in there. Nope, I I agree one hundred percent. Hopefully the Browns don't screw this one up and we don't have to keep making jokes about them because we will, we will. until they prove that they can't. <laughs> until the end of time. Yes. All right. Next quarterback on the list is Josh Rosen. Uh, he's out of UCLA. Good height. Good everything, really. He's very intelligent, and I think he went to – a team, even though he might disagree with us, seeing how they made nine mistakes in front of them, uh, I think he went to a good team with some pretty intelligent quarterbacks, some intelligent coaches, and obviously one of the best wide receivers we've ever seen that can hopefully bring him along, and hopefully he doesn't get thrust into that role because Sam Bradford can't stay on the field. Listen, I think the Cardinals got a steal with their pick I think they got what was for me the best quarterback in the draft I love Rosen I everything about I've seen from him I mean I watched that game where he came back and won when they were down like 35 points I watched that game that to me is a quality quarterback you need a quarterback that can lead you in the fourth quarter to come back yeah 35 points is a lot of points and that's probably unrealistic in the NFL but that's the type of quarterback you need to to be a successful team in the NFL. You need somebody with that comeback ability, and he's got he's he's super smart. I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, that was that was something people were saying was a bad thing about him. That he's too smart. How can you be too smart? I mean, seriously, that is just that is so dumb to me. You got to be smart as a quarterback. That's the key position. <laughs> That's the one position yeah, you need to be smart in. As long as you're still learning and you don't think yourself that you're too smart. Yeah, I don't want to be cocky. I, 
I think that's just a talking point so that yeah. people can put a knock on Rosen. I think he looks like he could be one of the best in this class. I, I watched his film and he can put that ball on a dime yes, as long as there's protection. And of course, that could be said for most quarterbacks. If you're being protected, you're going to be able to make plays. I mean, even as a freshman, this guy was amazing. He completed 60% of his passes yep. and had a 23 to 11 touchdown interception ratio. So you know he's making smart decisions as long as he's given the opportunity to do so. Speaking of that, do you think that he will get the opportunity to play this year? Do you think Sam Bradford plays the whole season? I mean, obviously, Sam Bradford will probably get hurt. But, well, if he doesn't get hurt, do you think Bradford plays and Rosen sits and learns? I think that's the plan, but I don't know how you cannot have plan A, B, and C when you decide you're going to sign Sam Bradford. Yeah. I mean, as an Eagles fan, I didn't mind Bradford. I mean, he's accurate. Uh, until last year, he had the highest – completion percentage in a season until Drew Brees broke it last year. So you know he can get the job done. Now, I think plan B still should be to sit Josh Rosen. I know the next option isn't the sexiest in Mike Glennon, Mm. but it's not like Glennon doesn't have experience. And if the Cardinals aren't in a position to win, I I don't know. I, I really think no matter what, they should sit Josh Rosen until maybe, you know, the end of the year. If they're completely out of it, let him get a couple of games under his belt and get him some real NFL experience. Yeah, and then being that Rosen is so smart, if you sit somebody that's smart like that, you can they can just soak in all that information. He does not have to play this year. If you are the Cardinals, I would not start him once. The next quarterback on our list is perhaps my favorite to watch, Lamar Jackson out of Louisville. Uh, this guy is just insanely athletic. I, it really is not too far of a stretch to say that this guy is the most athletic quarterback since Mike Vick or maybe even more athletic. I, I don't want to go too far out on a limb, but this guy, he had some insane numbers. Uh, I mean, even last year, he had 1,400-plus rushing yards as a quarterback and 17 touchdowns while throwing for almost 3,500 yards and 25 touchdowns. So the guy can get it done. Now, being behind Joe Flacco is not going to teach this guy how to play. So hopefully... That was the reason why the Ravens signed RG3 to get him some more experience as that type of quarterback. And luckily for Lamar Jackson, uh, Marty Morninweg's on the coaching staff who did coach Vic while he was in Philadelphia. So he looks to be set up for success, (laughs) but we will see. Yeah, I mean, if you get anything close to Michael Vick production, you got something. And I think that's what they're hoping for. They're hoping for some kind of Michael Vick production. Uh, obviously, Flacco is going to be out, out the door sooner or later, probably sooner than later. I wouldn't imagine he survives much more of this season, if that. But uh, RG3 teaching somebody, eh, I'm a little up in the air on that one. But, yeah, if you get if, – if Jackson can be successful at all with his feet and with his arms, it's going to be tough to stop. 
There's no question about that. Even Carson Wentz has feet. I mean, you could see last year it was hard to stop Carson Wentz because he could run it and he can throw it. If you get any type of production with your feet, it makes your arm that much better. And as far as fantasy goes, which is what this show is about, Lamar Jackson, even if he's an average quarterback, is going to be fantasy relevant every year. no question about that. Absolutely no question. He's going to get plenty, as long as he's playing, going to get plenty of fantasy points. I mean, we saw that last year with Cam Newton. He didn't have the greatest of seasons, but because he had so many attempts on the ground, he was fantasy relevant almost every single week. Yep. And our last quarterback on the list for today is the guy that was drafted by your New York Jets. Oh, man. Sam Darnold out of USC. I'm going to let you take this one. Don't get me started on Sam Darnold. I can't wait to see this guy start. He's... Here's the thing. I don't want him to start this year, but I can't wait to see him start. I don't know what to think. I I want him to be the starter, but I don't at the same time. I want him to sit and learn. He's so young. I think he's 20, 20, 21. He's so young. Let him learn. Let him learn. Please, Josh McCown is a perfect guy to learn behind. I want him to just sit, but I'm really excited to see him go out there and see what he, we've got because I would love to have a franchise quarterback for the New York Jets. I mean, it's about time. We need something. <laughs> it, it's got to be exciting. I mean, I know it's not like the Eagles haven't had good quarterbacks over the years, but I've never been as excited about a quarterback as I was when they took Carson Wentz. Yeah. So I I definitely get your excitement over Sam Darnold, and, and that guy's got everything it takes. I mean, he might be – the safest quarterback according to all the experts but I can see him having an amazing career if you give him some help and some true number one wide receivers oh, which I'm you know oh, that's another that's thing another with story. the whole with the New York Jets what are we going to do with wide receivers we don't have any I mean our best wide receiver is somebody who was hurt all last year like is a new one going to be the guy I don't know that's another topic for another day but yes yes it is um, I'm told you were actually able to secure an interview with Sam Darnold. Is that true? It is true, and it was very exciting. I, I'm super happy to have this interview with Sam Darnold. And let me tell you, he's a, he's an interesting character after talking to him, but it was a pretty good interview. And so here's the interview. Hey, Sam. Uh, first question, what does it feel like to be a part of the New York Jets? First of all, just call me the Darnold. But the New York Jets are clearly the best fit for me. They have the best coaches, the best front office, and now the best player. (laughs) Well, I like that kind of confidence in a guy, but how do you address the rumors that the New York Jets were thinking about taking Josh Allen with their pick? That is clearly the media going crazy again. Completely and utterly fake news. Listen. Obviously, the Jets are trying to get a much higher quality player than Josh Allen. Why would they want to pick a guy like that? Look, the Jets want to drain the swamp of guys like that. And drain the swamp they will. Seriously, Josh Allen has some serious issues. On Twitter, what kind of team would want someone who constantly says dumb things? On Twitter, sad. Okay, well, the New York Jets have a couple other quarterbacks that you'll be competing with. Um, 
do you think you'll be the starting quarterback before the season begins? There's no question they traded up to get me, so that tells you how much stock they put in me. <laughs> well, some people were saying that they traded up to get somebody like Baker Mayfield. Wrong, you're wrong, fake news. Listen, guys, I'm a very busy guy. I got to go. Okay, well, that was our interview with Sam Darnold. Uh, interesting guy, but maybe he'll be a good quarterback. Who knows? Well, you were not kidding. That was some interview with Sam Darnold. Um, <laughs> I, I look forward to maybe interviewing him again in the future. Um, and yeah. as far as that goes, if anybody out there listening would like to comment or give us some feedback, uh, we have our Twitter, at Fantasy Fuel, and Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel, or you can reach us at Fantasy Fuel Podcast at gmail.com. 2018 Rookie Wide Receivers. There was no real standouts this year, at least from what I can see. Uh, it was very average but good class. Um, there's plenty plenty of wide receivers out there. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I just don't know where to start. Uh, the best situation seemed to be DJ Moore out of Maryland going to Carolina, mm-hmm. but again, that's Cam Newton, and you're not sure what to expect there. Well, with him... Who else you got? You got Funches, Torrey Smith, really? I mean, you can't put your trust in Torrey Smith. So I believe Moore is going to have a really good opportunity there. So, I mean, yeah, you said Cam Newton. Cam Newton is good, though. He's, he can be good. We've seen him be good. He went to the Super Bowl. And I just don't believe that Torrey Smith's going to be the guy. You got Funches, you got Moore, and then Torrey Smith's going to be in there somewhere. But I can't imagine that more doesn't leapfrogs Torrey Smith on the depth chart. Uh, no, uh, I. this year is going to be interesting. I mean, they get Greg Olson back if he's truly healthy, and, and that might help some of the outside wide receivers, but I'm not 100% excited. Um, let, let's just run no. through some of the other wide receivers real quick. <laughs> yeah. and since it's not a very exciting class, I mean, Calvin Ridley – out of Alabama to the Falcons, I mean, yeah. that's a perfect place for him to learn, but I don't believe that he's going to have much of an impact this year. No, there's too many people that he's behind. I mean, if there's some injuries, you could get some pretty good production out of him, though. Uh, another interesting one was Michael Gallup going to the Cowboys, who obviously need a number one receiver, but I'm not sure Gallup is a number one receiver. I mean, he had a bunch of catches for a bunch of yards last year but is Dak Prescott going to be able to turn him into a number one receiver uh, who knows there's a lot of receivers for the Cowboys and they're they're not big names they don't get me wrong but he, he could end up galloping over them uh-huh. uh, but uh, but um <laughs> there's a lot of receivers there and yeah there's there's what Hearns Beasley Thompson uh Williams he could be the guy eventually. I don't know if it's going to happen this year. 
No, I I don't think so. But as an Eagles fan, I don't want it to happen. So, moving along, uh, <laughs> another interesting landing spot was Christian Kirk out of Texas A&M to the Arizona Cardinals. I believe he could have some uh, fantasy relevance just because, obviously, Larry Fitzgerald is going to be the man. But after that, it's kind of a wide-open race. Yeah, he might be my number one receiver this year for the rookies. Um yeah, he just he's got a lot of possibility. I mean, you got Fitzgerald, and who's going to be on the other side? Chad Williams. I mean, oh, they got JJ Nelson, who's my namesake. JJ Nelson, come on, Bryce Butler, come on. It can't be either one of them. He's got to be the number two, at least eventually. Maybe not to start, but he's got to be the number two. Eventually. I agree. Uh, another interesting landing spot was Anthony Miller to the Bears. Uh, the Bears seem to have done a bunch with their offense in this offseason and through the draft so if Mitch Trubisky is going to take a step forward it's going to be this year it's going to be this year and I tell you that the key to Miller getting a lot of touches and this is the big question and it's probably not even a question but can Kevin White stay healthy and be productive let me answer that no okay (laughs) moving along Uh, another (laughs) Uh, not so surprising landing spot after Martavis Bryant was booted out of town was James Washington out of Oklahoma State to the Steelers. Uh, I bet everybody after the Martavis Bryant news was excited for Juju Smith-Schuster, but then they draft James Washington, who had a pretty decent year last year. I mean, 1,400 yards, not too shabby. Yeah, I'm not sure how much he's going to get into Juju's production. But, I mean, how many targets is Washington going to get with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon and even Juju stealing some of them targets? I I like Washington, don't get me wrong, but I'm not sure he's going to get a ton of targets. Very, very true. And I know somebody who's not going to get too many targets is Cortland Sutton out of SMU, who was drafted by the Broncos. Uh, we all heard the rumblings that one of those receivers out of Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders might not make it to the roster this season, but they're both still there. So Cortland Sutton still there. is going to be the last to eat in that offense. Well, I mean, they're, Demarius and Emmanuel are both still kind of old. And Sanders had some issues being healthy last year. There's a big possibility that Sutton does come in and take over for one of these guys but it's still he's a rookie you gotta you gotta prove it to be able to be good and the Broncos yeah I'm not I'm not believing oh come on you're not a believer in Case Keenum no not at all neither am I (laughs) uh another odd landing spot as far as I'm concerned was DJ Chark to the Jaguars it it's almost feels like uh it's a step up, but it almost feels like the Dallas Cowboys situation. There's a lot of average wide receivers there. I mean, Marquise Lee really hasn't impressed me yep. much. D.D. Westbrook seems to be a boomer bust guy. I, they got Dante Moncrief, which who knows what he's going to bring yep. to the table. And all of this coming from Blake Bortles, who's really going yeah, to that's, feed. Yeah, that's probably the biggest question right there is Blake Bortles. Um, look, I think he's got a huge potential to be a big threat for the Jaguars, but 
like you said, they have Lee and they have Moncrief. I'm not sure. I'm not sold on either one of them, but it's there's a lot of guys and they're not great. They're average, like you said. So let's we'll see how he gets put into this system. Yep, we will definitely see. Um, I mean, I don't dislike Bortles, and I wish he would have some success to either get all the critics off of his back or maybe just crash and burn so we don't have to talk about it anymore. One of the two. Uh, The last, oh, second to last guy we'll say here for wide receivers I'd like to point out is Dante Pettis, uh, who was drafted by the 49ers. Uh, He had a decent year in his last year of college, but the 49ers, I don't know if they truly have a number one wide receiver. I mean, Pierre Garçon has been consistent forever. And uh, who's Jimmy Garoppolo going to trust? He's going to trust after like week four, Pettis. There's nobody else on that team that you can trust. I like Pettis a lot. I mean, he's not – a lot of people don't like him. He don't. They don't put him up their, their rankings too high. But – He's got to throw to somebody. Garoppolo's got to throw to somebody, and it's going to be Pettis eventually. And I think it's going to be probably sooner than later. I don't believe in anybody else on the 49ers to take that away from Not Pettis. even Marquise Goodwin? No, I okay. do not. Not Goodwin. That sounds about right. Uh, last guy I'd like to talk about, I only want to talk about him because his name is Equinamius St. Brown. <laughs> this guy is tall, and he is fast. I, if he can put it together, who knows? I mean, Aaron Rodgers loves his tall wide receivers, so if he can learn and Aaron Rodgers can trust him, I, I mean, he didn't have a lot of catches last year. 31 catches for 468 yards, not a lot. But, man, you can really feed in that Green Bay offense. Well, there's no question about that. You got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, somebody's got to take the snaps. Somebody's got to get the catches and the targets. Obviously, Adams is going to get a lot of them. But not to quote Cher, but do you believe in Randall Cobb? I don't. I don't believe in Randall Cobb. I think this is Cobb's goodbye. Like I, he's got to do something this year because there's not a lot else. Well, you got Allison and you got uh, can't remember the other guy's name, but St. Brown. I mean. He's a saint. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to step up and do the job. And I think that Randall Cobb takes a step back. And I think that Saint will be uh, somebody that Rogers might go to. Well, I look forward to saying Equinemius Saint Brown many times this season. Oh, so I hope you're right. <laughs> I will not attempt the first name, but I'll just call okay, him. Okay, that sounds good to me. All right, <laughs> I have a little quiz for you now. This segment, uh, Tom has no idea what I'm going to ask him. So I'm going to give him a list of six players that we just talked about. And those six players are DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Dante Pettis, Christian Kirk, James Washington, and, (laughs) and DJ Chark. All right. Which one of these players had double-digit touchdowns in their last year of college? Ooh. Um, uh, I don't really know, but I'm going to guess with Pettis. I am sorry. That is incorrect. Ah. 
Dang it. Going Do from keep least to most, <laughs> uh, Calvin Ridley, 55 catches, three touchdowns. DJ Chark, 35 catches, mm-hmm. three touchdowns. Okay. Christian Kirk, 58 catches, seven touchdowns. All right. I'm getting close. Dante Pettis, 62 catches, seven touchdowns. All right. That's close enough. DJ Moore, guess. 80 catches and eight touchdowns. And James Washington, 69 catches for an amazing 1,425 yards and 12 touchdowns. Oh, nice. I did not know he had that many touchdowns. So that's where I'm at with James Washington. I I definitely think he can maybe eat into some of those numbers. I mean, nobody's going to eat into yeah. Antonio Brown's numbers, but... Yeah, not now, anyway. All right. Our last rookie segment of the day. We're going to go with the running 2018 backs. rookie running backs. Now, running backs. Obviously... We don't need to talk about Saquon Barkley too much. And obviously, no. I don't want to talk about Saquon Barkley. I don't want to talk <laughs> about anybody in the NFC East because it seems like they keep drafting running back upon running back that could be franchise running backs. Now, I'm happy with yeah. who the Eagles have. I I love what I saw from Ajayi and Corey Clement. You and I both love him being out of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And they just mm-hmm. re-signed Darren Sproles, so I'm happy. Yeah, but it just seems like the NFC East teams keep drafting franchise running backs. Yeah, they do. Uh, you got Barkley this year to the Giants, and then well, a couple years ago you had Elliott to the Cowboys. Uh, the Redskins. Uh, we'll see about their running back that they got, but yeah. <sighs> It, it's tough. You you don't need running backs to win a Super Bowl, and I think the Eagles kind of proved that last year. They had like three or four of them that they went through. So you don't have to have it. No, no, definitely. And, and that running back from Washington you're talking about is Darius Geis out of Geis. LSU, yep. who I thought, I really thought when the Eagles traded back up into the second round, that's who they were going to take. And then I heard rumblings that he actually got into a shouting match with some of the coaching <laughs> staff when he had a visit with the Eagles. So I did not hear that. That's hilarious. I, I could not believe it. I mean, I'm glad we took who we did, and it was funny who we took. Uh, not a running back. We took a tight end, which mm-hmm. was instantly after the Cowboys were informed that Jason Witten may no longer play ever again. So we traded up one pick in front of the Dallas Cowboys to take a tight end who was named Dallas, Dallas. for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I yep, mean, that's awesome. Dallas Goddard seems like a Zach Ertz clone, and you and I both love Zach Ertz. So oh, yeah. that, that's enough on him. Uh, let's get back to our running backs. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mentioned uh, the Seahawks as one of my losers, even though they got Rashad Penny, uh, 2,000 yards rushing, but I just, unless they get some help, I don't see how he can succeed. Yeah, we kind of already covered Penny a little bit in this segment, but uh, like I said before, they don't have a running back, so it's clear that he's going to have some kind of fantasy production. It's not going to be that much unless the offensive lines takes a step up but i mean it's tough they don't have anybody else they have to use penny yes no doubt about that um a interesting selection uh from the new england patriots in the first round no less sony michelle who 
a lot of people want to say is an Alvin Kamara clone, and I, I don't see that at all. I mean, he actually only had 55 yards receiving last year and 948 yards rushing. I mean, he had a bunch of touchdowns, but how are the Patriots going to use him when they already have Burkhead and White? And I mean, yes, Deion Lewis left, so maybe he'll fill that role, but, I mean, he's a rookie, and he's had a little bit of a fumbling problem, and you know how Belichick is about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a running back right now that everybody's kind of hyping on, and I'm just like, oh, I can't love him that much yet. And the Patriots are much too much of a wonder at the position of running back that I can't believe in the hype, at least not yet. It ha- you have to give me something more than, I'm going to play this guy this week and this guy next week. But I can't. I can't. F- follow the Patriots running backs too well so you mean to tell me that once again we should stay away from Patriots running backs I think so I think that's uh, probably the safe thing to say again yet this year okay uh next on my list is an interesting one because I think he landed in a very good spot it was Ronald Jones out of USC who was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are no longer with the muscle hamster, Doug Martin. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's going to get his starts. He's going to get his snaps. He's going to get his stuff. He's obviously taking over for somebody who was a workhorse. At least we wanted him to be a workhorse. He kept getting hurt. He kept having issues. We'll, we're going to have to find out about him. We're It's a tough one. Definitely. I mean... I have relatives in Tampa, so I hear about the Buccaneers from time to time, and I do root for them, but they really haven't been happy with their running backs down there lately, so hopefully this is a change for the better for them. Uh, The next one on my list is Nick Chubb. Uh, You and I both talked about before the draft how we thought the Cleveland Browns should take Saquon Barkley number one and then take their quarterback at... Four. Now, I don't know that they would have gotten Baker Mayfield at four because it did sound like the Jets really wanted him. But I think they, they could have got they could have got any quarterback besides Mayfield. Okay, the Jets take him. Okay, who cares? Right. That's what I was saying. You take the best running back in the draft, and then you take your quarterback. And from everybody liked Darnold anyway. That's what we thought they were going to take from the start. Yes, I. I hope it doesn't backfire on them. I mean, Nick Chubb, he was good, but he's a two-down back. There, there's no way around that. Uh, and they still have Carlos Hyde, who they acquired in the offseason, and Duke Johnson, who is basically their third-down change-of-pace guy. So, I mean, it could work out. I mean, if they have a three-back rotation, kind of like the Eagles did last year, it could be successful. But, I mean, well, that's it's not... three-back rotation. It, that's not going to be a three-back rotation very long. Hyde's going to get hurt like six six weeks into the season, and then Chubb's going to have to take over and do his best there. That might be exactly what we see. Cause, <laughs> so if you are high on Carlos Hyde, I mean, he is produced when he was on the field. But if, you, no if you're high on Carlos Hyde, you better try and get Nick Chubb later on. Or <laughs> yep. who knows how. I, I'm not sure where Nick Chubb will go in redraft leagues this year. So hopefully you can get him as a late round flyer if you decided to hop on the Hyde bandwagon. Yeah, you're going to have to because 
you can't believe that Hyde's going to stay healthy for the whole season. I mean, what has he shown you that he can stay healthy for a whole season? It, exactly. Uh, the last, no, second to last uh, running back on this list out of Auburn, Carrion Johnson, who the Lions took, uh, which to me says they are about done with the Amir Abdullah project. Yeah, Abdullah's probably done, and it sucks because I have him on one in the league that we're in together, and I got him for a pretty penny, and I don't really want to have him anymore. But hey, what can you do? I gotta be stuck with him. Nobody wants him for the price that he is. Well, hopefully he will shine in preseason, maybe, and you can unload yeah. him and, and pick up somebody else that won't <laughs> cost an arm and a leg for you. Yeah, that would be nice. We'll see. Uh, the last one on this list also ended up in a very, very good spot. Royce Freeman from Oregon was drafted by the Broncos. I I can see him succeeding. Uh, I'm not a Booker fan, so I believe no. he's going to get every opportunity to become the number one back there. And he probably will. Um, the Broncos, again, they're, they're a team that have some – issues uh, case keenum sanders demarius and now they got a running back that can hopefully take the bulk of the load off of keenum because let's face it keenum can't win you a game you're gonna have to rely on your running back a little bit so we'll, we're gonna have to find out about that one too uh i've heard that royce freeman was considered a poor man cj anderson so that doesn't seem like an upgrade at all, but that's not a compliment. No, not anymore. <laughs> not at all. Seeing how C.J. Anderson still hasn't found a team to land with, though I've heard rumors oh. he may be going to the Colts, and there, I guess he would have another opportunity to show he can rush for a thousand yards again. Uh, that opportunity is going to be short-lived. That's never going to happen again. All right. Uh, now I would like to share some ESP, our early season predictions. Uh, what prediction do you have about one of these running backs? Um, about one of these rookie running backs? I have an ESP about a running back, but we can get into that later, about a running back that isn't a rookie. Um, but about the rookie running backs, the ESP that I have, and it's not a big shocker, but is Barkley. I mean, I think he's going to be, at least this first year and the second year, I don't know how it's going to work out with the Giants because who knows what happens when Eli Manning is gone. But Barkley's going to be a big-time fantasy production man this year for the Giants. And I would say if you have a rookie draft, no question, number one, don't even think about anybody else. And if you're doing a redraft, he's going to have to be probably, I'd say, second round. I don't really know how that's going to work out yet. but uh, It'll depend on who's in your league. I could see him, somebody trying to sneak him in late in the first. But yeah, I probably wouldn't want to take him until the second round. But, again, I'm biased, and I kind of hope he isn't that franchise running back. Oh, of course. Of course. All right. Um Final thoughts. My final thought is uh, this whole Nick Chubb, Carlos Hyde fiasco. I've listened to some other podcasts, and everybody, without even talking about injuries, has written off Carlos Hyde. 
And again, I understand there's an injury concern, but if this guy stays healthy and in a rotational backfield, he can stay healthy. I think he could be a top 10 running back in this league this year on the Cleveland Browns. I mean, there's no question. You cannot write off Hyde until he gets hurt. And that's, I think for me, that's the biggest reason I would write him off because I haven't seen enough of him throughout an entire season to to say, hey, this guy is going to give you amazing numbers for the whole year. Yeah, he's going to give you a good, what, six weeks or so until he maybe gets hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, he could be great. He could be one, He could be top ten, top five. He could be amazing. But that's for me. And if people are writing him off bef- without even talking about injuries, that's a real issue because there's no question that he has the production that everybody wants in a running back. The, that's the problem, though, is because in fantasy football, you need it for more than just four, five, six weeks. Well, you know who one of the leading rushers over the last few years was uh, is LaShawn McCoy. And who was his quarterback over the last couple of years? Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. I think Tyrod Taylor will use Carlos Hyde to the best of his ability. And I I hate to say it, but I may be targeting Carlos Hyde more than I should. But (laughs) I'll pair him with Nick Chubb if I get the opportunity. And we'll see where this goes this year. You're going to have to see because... um, I think Nick Chubb probably takes over eventually just because Hyde's going to probably get hurt. But if he gets, if he has some kind of new regiment and he gets, stays healthy, he's going to be great. There's no question. Well, that is about going to wrap it up for us on our first ever podcast. I would like to thank, well, we did it. I would like to thank every single one of you out there listening. And I would like to thank you, Tom, as well. This was, this was awesome. You bet. And hopefully we will hear a lot more from you and thank you tom and i would like to thank you for listening and supporting us we greatly appreciate the feedback we receive and love interacting with our listeners you can contact us with any questions you may have or line up roster advice on twitter at fantasy fuel facebook.com slash fantasy fuel and instagram at fantasy fuel podcast you can also reach us the old-fashioned way via email at fantasy fuel podcast at gmail.com thank you And remember to stay fueled up this fantasy season.